start again Welcome to the land of fame access Whoa. Am I gonna fit in? Jumped in the cab, here I am for the first time Look to my right and I see the Hollywood sign This is all so crazy Everybody seems so famous My tummy's turning and I'm feeling kinda homesick Too much pressure and I'm nervous This when mm. the taxi man turned on the radio And a Jay-Z song was on okay. And a Jay-Z song was on And a Jay-Z song was on Hey! Hey, 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 uh, hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me, my co-host slash producer today, on the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, Thaddeus J. McKee. How much cooking is technique? <laughs> hey! <laughs> and a uh, very special guest with us in studio, uh, comedian Dan West. Nobody's surprised. They heard that song. <laughs> they knew immediately. That was great. Actually, I have a question for you. Did you watch the Miley Cyrus Black Mirror episode? I did. That was awesome. Yeah. And also made me sad. I did not know that that was the Nine Inch Nails song until the very end. And then I felt very stupid. I was like, ah, they tricked me. It was real good, though. It was real good. Uh, also, you have a guest guest with us in studio <laughs> Allison, guess, guess. Allison I didn't never got your last name it's Skillman Gilman what not Skil- a, Skillman Skillman a, like S-K-I not of the the car dealership family I wish I could claim that it's like way way distant or I'd have a better car than I do okay <laughs> well welcome Allison welcome to the program uh it's uh it's pirate day here on harder brunch um R. <laughs> R. You getting good pirate jokes? Yeah, yeah, I got a great pirate joke. You know what you got? Oh, gosh, right on the spot. The- <laughs> I mean, he telegraphed it by asking if you had one. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't have any pirate jokes. <laughs> no pirate jokes? No. Right. Fun fact about, about Thaddeus, fun, what, he's a liar. Do you, do you have a fun fact about pirates? You don't need to have a joke. Oh, you guys really got me on the hook. Oh. Hey. All right, hey, so there, was, uh, there was Dan West on the podcast. Yeah. He's going to leave now. Uh, yeah, so uh, nothing about you necessarily said pirate, but I felt like you would enjoy a pirate theme. He kind of does look like a pirate, it's though. It's the beard. It's definitely the beard. The beard. I, I, if you were on a pirate ship, I wouldn't be like, wait, that guy doesn't fit. What's that guy doing here? <laughs> yeah. I got, I got called Kratos yesterday, and that was the nicest thing anyone's <laughs> ever said about me. <laughs> I knew that you had served in the uh, in the military, but I didn't know which branch. So I figured, like, like if he said Navy, then this really is going to come full circle. <laughs> no, it was uh, it, it was Army, but I mean, I, I had some friends in the Navy, and also I like I like friends. Hook, so that worked yeah. out. Well, That's what we watched. So yeah, so we yeah, so for Heart of Brunch fans out there, if you don't know, um, we actually have a full brunch before we do the podcast. And now we've taken to watching entire movies sometimes <laughs> before we start. Uh, uh, so I thought Hook was just going to be on in the background and we were going to be playing like contemporary music. 
But like, no, everybody, you guys watched all of Hook. No, Hook is like, a centerpiece. Like as the food came out. Well, it, like Hook just draws you to it naturally. <laughs> like anybody in our age group is like, oh, like we're children again watching it. And then like there was music, but like it slowly get down. Like and then all of a sudden, like we're all into Hook. And then we go on to this other path and we watch this new Rufio sequel where Rufio is this principal and it's his origin story. About how Rufio came yes, to exist. Yes, it was. It's called Bangarang. Uh, it's a hook prequel about how Rufio came to Neverland, and then Dante Bosco, who played Rufio in the film, is like this principal who creates the inciting incident for child Rufio to go off to Neverland, and it's not good. It was kind uh, of a, oh, it was no. kind of a letdown. Like I got super excited when we were looking up stuff for Hook, and I was like, oh. He did a 2017 YouTube short. This must be great. Oh, right. oh no. it's free. And, and it like, was free. I mean, that's something. The first three lines, you see the acting. You see the acting right away. Like, oh, that's not good. Like, I know. Well, let's just be honest. Now we know why Dante is a voice actor now. Oh, he, he didn't. It didn't wow. hold up so well. He is hot, shot, dreamy. Oh, he is beautiful. But his acting in that short needed some work. That's fair. I'm mad, but it's fair. We we also sometimes, you know, we have a lot of open invites for people to come and hang out. And there was was a person uh, in the room that was like, I've never seen Hook. And I'm like, you've never seen Hook. Like how how is that? Yeah, that and then I, they realized that that person was twenty four years old. Yeah, that, that might be why <laughs> they've never seen. Like that. oh yeah. yeah, that person was negative six years old. When yeah, that, came out. that uh, makes a when, lot of sense. When they said they were twenty four, it started making a lot of sense <laughs> yeah. how they hadn't seen. A lot that. of boxes are getting checked. She off remembers nine right eleven more than she remembers. Like, <laughs> like, oh, you know what I mean? oh man! Like, uh, I mean to be fair, the hook. Yeah, we we, we never forgot. <laughs> we never forgot hook. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I apparently forgot Hook since I didn't remember the end of the movie. So. Oh yeah, that was that was heartbreaking. I so I told you about this when I did an internship over the spring, and one of the cool things that I got to do was do content creation. And I watched I would every week watch three movies of the same theme, and then write about whether they held up or not. And okay. One week I did. That's great. I did Julia Roberts movies. So after Aaron Brockovich and Runaway Bride, I just I needed something that I was gonna like. Uh, so I watched Hook because Julia Roberts, she's Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be fun. And I found out that Allison misremembered the end of Hook. What? Yeah, so I watched Hook as a kid, as, as many of us did. And uh, for some reason, I retconned it and thought that uh, Peter Pan took all the Lost Boys with him when he went back to the <laughs> real world along with his kids because that oh, would be man. a good dad. Yeah. So like in my, head, just very, yeah, in my just head, just very, just very wishful like thinking as a child. 20, 20, 20 years now, I've thought like, uh. like Hook was so good. Like he was such a good dad. He took those Lost Boys. They got to live in the real world and grow up and and have a good dad. And instead, no, he just because he learns to fly doesn't behind. mean he's a good dad. All he of a sudden, he just leaves them behind at the end. Like, cool. I've reconnected with you kids. I know you missed me. Peace. Have yeah. fun. And it really just turns into Lord of the Flies. It does. It's yeah, a Rufio's straight up Lord of the Flies situation. <laughs> Rufio's dying words are, I wish I could have had a dad like you. He holds Rufio as that boy dies. And then he's like, cool, uh, you're the new Rufio. Deuces. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. It's not that hot of a take to say Rufio would have taken better care of those Rufio kids than Peter Rufio did take Pan. better care of those kids. Well, he kids. did because, I mean, Peter ditched him and then he ditched him again. So... 
And, it, and he didn't really make the best pick. Like, no. Rufio was fit. Like, the next person he picked was just like this. He picked Thudbutt. I mean, butt. did you see that? Did you see <laughs> His that His name hair? was Thudbutt. That's crazy. Disney, come on. Shame on you. <laughs> His name was Thudbutt. Or are you going to name this black kid? Ah, Thudbutt. Just <laughs> <laughs> name him Thudbutt. No, shit. He didn't pick Thudbutt. I'm sorry. He picked the baby. Like, he picked, yeah, yeah, the, he picked the youngest the one. one. Yeah, the one Thud- that can't fight. Thudbutt was at least like twelve. Yeah. He picked the six year old. Oh, and to let you, to let you know, Thaddeus, uh, we were talking earlier about how you're like, but he did take one of the Lost Boys with him. No, he didn't. That was Michael, Wendy's younger brother, that Who went was to Netherlands. In the real so world. he just legitimately ditched all the Lost Boys. Wait, Michael was there. Wait, time out. Michael was Michael already still in the there. real world. So when you see the scenes of like the old man that was like, I remember Neverland, yeah. everything. That's not a Lost. Well, no, is it a lost no, boy? No, that was Wendy's brother, Michael. Yeah, yeah he, he, he was lost an OG, his marbles. He was an OG yeah. lost boy. Yeah, yeah, he was the OG. No. He was an OG lost boy, but he was from like he went and became a lost that's, boy. That's what threw back. me off because it was yeah. like, well, not, he came back and got old. Like yeah. Peter brought somebody back, but like I, yeah, I don't know. But no, it was know. yeah, no, it just it just. I, I still love the movie, but I oh, liked my version fun. better. And we never see the other brother. We never see Wendy's brother. No, we other never brother. see him again. What the heck? He maybe he maybe he stayed in Let Neverland. Maybe he he married you know one of the sirens or something. Who knows? Oh yeah, he might have mer- had a good time. Merman. <laughs> yeah, because historically your fan theories work out really well. <laughs> merman, merman, father, merman. Uh, Dan West, I I I I love doing this with comics, but I kind of want to go a little bit backwards because like I okay. feel like. You like I was just like, why aren't you getting a comment? But um, uh, you served in the military. Uh, how I long? Did. You, how long did you serve in the military for? Uh, I was in for about four years, and I re-enlisted, but then I was a medical discharge. Mm. Uh, I got hurt in Iraq, and uh, right after I re-enlisted, was planning on being in there for at least four more years and potentially doing a full twenty. They instead told me I was too broken and sent me home. Um, which oh. broken? Oh yeah, Ver- that same verbiage. Was this your spirit or your <laughs> <laughs> your spirit is shit? Uh, we've talked about improv, yes, and uh, so so they broke their toy and then got rid of it. Is what they I did. Mean, to be fair, to be fair, they've thrown a bunch of money at me, so I'm not. I mean, I'm still bitter, but I'm <laughs> I'm I'm bitter with money. Um, so it's better than it could have been. Okay, and then when and so because you talked about like being like. Uh, well, a bouncer, right? Yeah, I, uh, I've had a lot of jobs over the years. Yeah, well, like, this is the thing is, like, I feel like when you come out of the military, it's like, what am I going to do now? Uh, so, what, what was your first gig out? First thing I did was I was a contractor teaching for the Army. Mm-hmm. So, my first purely non military job was managing a Spirit Halloween. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, Spirit Halloween in Berkeley, California, right on Shattuck Avenue. I did not expect that. Um, <laughs> I I didn't expect it either. <laughs> that's, that's like the joke right now, like the the kind of meme of just like anything that gets like left alone for too long becomes a spirit Halloween store. Oh yeah, like, I hey, love man. those memes. They're so fun. <laughs> You're empty inside. You should be a spirit <laughs> employee. <laughs> a lot of my exes are spirit Halloween stores now. <laughs> no, it just and I. I enjoyed the job. I hated the company, but it paid reasonably well, and uh, it wasn't the worst job. It I was a brand new baby comic at the time, so it gave me uh, some material to start with. All of it's abandoned since then, thank God. Yeah, but 
it, it wasn't a terrible experience. It wasn't good, but it wasn't terrible. When did it, uh, walk me through like the beginning of your like stand up? So I got out of the army, and for I got out at the end of September of two thousand eight. And in mid-December is when I started being a contractor. So I had a little bit of time just to myself. And one of my buddies from high school, I was back in my hometown, Champaign, Illinois. One of my buddies from high school. I believe it's pronounced Champagne. Go they, ahead. They, they spell it wrong. Oh. Uh, Champagne. No, Champagne. no. They, they spell it Champagne. C-H-A-M-P-A-I-G-N. Oh. Uh, they've got a university there, but we're not smart. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> I had been out for about three weeks, and one of my buddies from high school was doing stand-up in Chicago. He came back to town. There was an open mic, so we all went out to go see him. And as I was walking back to the car with him, I was the DD that night um, because I sometimes I don't drink. That's a lie. Uh, I, <laughs> they just didn't care that I was drinking and driving. Um, so... I was walking back, and I told him a couple of army stories. They were super fucked up and dark. And he was laughing hysterically and told me I should get up the next week at the open mic. And so I did, and it went real bad. Real bad? <laughs> oh, it uh, went uh, real from, bad. <laughs> how, how, how bad did it go? Man, the first punchline to one of my jokes, I told a story about somebody dying in Iraq right in front of me. And my punchline was, well, if that happens, I'm just saying that means God wanted you dead, man. And nobody laughed. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? I don't get it. They were uh, uncomfortable. (laughs) They were uncomfortable. But I did... So the most irresponsible thing that happened that night was that they gave me 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) They gave me 10 minutes. How long minutes. have you been doing comedy for? It was my first time. Oh, God no. damn. All right. They, it's hard for me to find a 10-minute spot at an open mic now. <laughs> but my first time, they gave me 10 minutes. It's basically just therapy at this point. Like, <sighs> it was. And then I, I saw Tommy's head blow off and Billy. <laughs> there was his arms and legs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I did one thing that got kind of a laugh. Yeah. And that felt really good because I mean, when when you're when you're first starting and you don't you've never gotten an actual laugh, that first laugh sounds like an applause break. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it made me hungry to keep going, so I, I kept at it and like I, I mean I got better. But oh, that first time looking back, I'm so glad there's not video. <laughs> I wish there was video of that. No, you don't. That's yeah, the thing. <laughs> That's I the do. thing. You you think you do. No, yeah. I I want it for cannon fodder. When I uh, when I when I first started, so like when I first started uh, doing stand up, I had uh, a friend of mine who had passed away, and I was I was real fucked up over it, and I decided it was like within like a month I was like okay I can talk about this. Is this when the power went out? Yes. <laughs> How do you know this story? Uh, you told me about it on the other podcast. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> All right. Well. No, it, it's an amazing story, and I would like to hear it again. I would, I would like um, to hear this story. Uh, uh, welcome back to I Repeats. I, I Reruns with Dyke Michaels. I only have one story, Thad. <laughs> Reruns with Dyke Michaels. The story. Like, how did, who told you this? No, uh, It I, was at camp, wasn't it? No, no, no! Like I, I had written a story all day, and uh, I thought I was, I thought it was gonna be great. I was like, oh man, this will be great. Like, 
not only will it be great therapy, you know, to You'll get, get it catharsis out. catharsis out of it. It'll be catharsis. But um, I had written about my dead grandmother and then my friend who had died. Oh, no. And I was like, if I can make people laugh at death, then I'm just going to be like the next George Carlin. You know, yeah, like Jim Jeffries I'm, over here. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm really going to I'm really going to be changing hearts and minds. And um, I'm in the middle of this bit and the power just this terrible storm and this power goes out. And so I'm just like sitting there like the lights are off. Was this shoe fly? Uh, no, this was broken beaker. Oh, okay. And I had written this stuff all day, which I thought was just gonna murder, just gonna, just gonna, just gonna kill. And I just get up there and I just basically talk about my dead grandmother and I talk about my dead friend. And then I just started crying oh, no. on stage in the dark. Oh no. And I'm like, oh, this isn't the funny thing that I thought it was going to be. I've actually, bu- I've actually bummed myself out. Here's the thing, though. Like, how many girls came up to hug you after? No one! No one came up to hug oh, you. Oh, oh, my There's no girls. Oh, there's no girls yeah. in an open mic. There's no girls fair. in comedy? Are you kidding me? No, there, there are girls that go two or three times to open mics because they think, oh, it'll be great. And then they stop. You're the only one that still goes to open mics, and I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't either, man. I mean, you uh, you like watching, you know? Here's the thing. I, I'm i super into true crime, so, like, messy stuff. So I just want to see the train wreck that's going to yeah. happen. Like, yeah. like, I'm one of those people that I don't want to be the gossip, but I want to hear the gossip and be like, did you see that open mic last night? Yeah. Like. All he did was shit jokes for five minutes, and they weren't even funny. So we did, last year during COVID, um, we were very lucky to partner with a um, uh, the Indie Hostel. Oh, And we did, cool. we did outdoor shows, and nice. it was just like, it was kind of like a perfect storm of just like, people felt very weird about doing anything, but it was like, yeah. this is outdoors, and you can wear a mask, and everyone could social distance, but Love like, it. you come and do an open mic and so like we did that <laughs> we did that during the summertime and um i get a text message from someone and i, I think i just saw that she was uh she was like hey um uh, i don't know if she's i don't think she said it like in a bragging way or I, like somehow i just was informed about it but it was somebody who had been um it was Miss Indiana 2020. Oh, which fancy. I know what you're saying. Like they did a Miss Indiana in 2020. <laughs> what? Apparently they did before <laughs> before everything shut down. They did, and so she wanted to try her hand at stand up comedy, and I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, come on through." And so she came, and uh, this one open micer just was the most inappropriate that you could oh, no. possibly be. Like went up after like two people after. Her, and was just basically like, kind of made a joke like I'll see you in the parking lot kind oh of my joke, God. Oh, and like and yeah, and like and just, just just to the point where threats just, aren't like, jokes. Like let's just get that clear. <laughs> <Yeah. Harder Brunch. laughs> threats are not jokes. The Harder Brunch podcast does not like threats against women. We do uh, not we endorse do, this. We do not endorse it. Well, like I see some of these people, and I just like I've said this to Allison several times because she's been to several open mics with me, and I just I see these people and I think, do you? Do you like comedy? Like yeah. the, then how how do you think what you're doing is funny? 
Here, like, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Like, I, I brought this up on the show, but I just did a show in Michigan, and a guy just started chanting about period blood, right? And this is a showcase. Oof. So it's not even an open mic. It's, it's a, like a showcase. Yeah, people paid. Showcase. Someone oh picked him. Yeah. To, picked him. Yeah. Book, someone picked him to, to go on. And, then, and he walked, like, a good amount of the crowd. Yeah, because how could you not? Like, I don't know. I can't think of... Any comedian, no matter how... Br- I can't think of... I, I can't imagine Dave Chappelle writing a bit that is still funny when it involves him just chanting the words, period, blood. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was, he, he talked about digesting it, which was... Oh, my. Oh, well, you didn't <laughs> oh say my. that. That sounds brilliant. I mean, <laughs> was he, like, was yeah, he fetishizing being a vampire or something? What was, go- what was going on here? I don't here? know. But, like, just to your point is people will say some stuff that will, it just really messes up the whole vibe, and no one wants to hear that. And, like, yeah. what did you think? Did you think you were just going to get the whole room running around chanting, like... Like laughing at your stuff, like this guy's brilliant. No, because no, we've oh. all made mistakes on stage. We've all had bits not work out the That's way not we a wanted. Mistake. I never to. have, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's there's definitely bits that don't work the way you want them to. Like, you, mm-hmm. it just it doesn't land. It's sure. not the right crowd. Whatever sure. the case, yeah. there are times that you have an idea and it doesn't go the way yeah. you wanted. But I can't think of a scenario where chanting period blood will work. <laughs> I mean, that's about as delusional as the dude that got up after Miss Indiana 2020. That's still a weird thing to say. Um, <laughs> thinking that he was going to meet her in the parking lot. You know that bro actually thought he had a shot with her. You know he did because he's yeah. an idiot. All of the jokes were very sexually creepy. And then, like, we had to be like, hey, like, now, like, now it's like a five-way apology. So oh, yeah, because like, you got to apologize for I have to apologize to her. Yeah. And then I'm like, you have to go apologize to her. And then and you have to, have to apologize to the apology. We have to apologize to the audience. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was like, luckily, everyone involved except for him was aware. So it was like the next comic that went up shit on him, which Good. is as they should. As deserved. And then, like, I went, because I, I was so upset. I was like, I don't know if I... I don't know if I can go talk to him in a productive manner right now. So right. I had to like send someone else and be like, hey, you have to go tell him that wasn't cool, but in a way that's less murdery than the way that I'm going to say it like right now. And then um, and and the, and then the, hmm. the worst part about it all was like the apology that Miss Indiana got. She goes. Oh, it's okay. I deal with this stuff all the time. And I was like, no, that's not okay. <laughs> that's that not the point of the story. It doesn't it's make it the, any better. That's not the point. But she's not wrong. <laughs> so I had a show a couple years ago. I was in Youngstown, Ohio. And there's this super cool venue that on paper sounds horrific. Okay. But when you're actually there, it is awesome. Okay. Um, it is upstairs is a bowling alley. Uh, and downstairs in the basement is this cool punk rock club vibe. They've got okay. band t-shirts all over the wall. Why does that sound bad? Because it's a bowling alley. You, you want to drive six hours to a dying factory town and do a show in the basement of a bowling alley, Dyke? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who books that? <laughs> me. Actually, me. I, I book that. Uh, but so I, I had this show, and I had a really, really funny comic booked as the MC. And then he got offered a club feature weekend, okay. so he had to back out. Wasn't mad about it at all. Like, I was going to pay you 50 bucks. Like, yes, go do that. He says, I know another local guy who can pop in. 
I said, that's fine. You're funny. I trust you. I don't anymore. Uh, so I have one of the guys that I was going to have do a guest set switch down to MC. I have this new guy who I have made the mistake of booking sight unseen now on a recommendation. I have him do a guest set instead. MC goes up, has kind of a rough set. Uh, he's fine. He has kind of a rough set. He's supposed to do 10. He does eight. First guest set, not this other guy. She goes up and she does a pretty solid job, but she's supposed to do 10. She also does eight. Then this guy goes on and just ticks almost every box of awful. Like, the first thing he does, there's a girl in the front row who is dressed to go out. She looks very, very pretty. I mean, you kind of have to say that knowing who that girl is. No, that's not who it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that's not... The, the first part is, he looks at a girl... This was girl she pretty talk, or not? That's yeah, what she, <laughs> she was pretty. He looks at this girl, and we've all done, like, flirty shit from the stage. Like, you, you do a little bit of flirty stuff, but what he does I is, don't, you animal, but go ahead. <laughs> he immediately, <laughs> aggressively sexualizes her. Mm. And he just looks at her and goes, mm, Damn, you got some good legs. Like that. Like, just low voice, creepy, staring way too hard. Then he goes ahead and tells a pedophile joke. Uh, then he says that the comic before him, uh, she had spent much of her set talking about her husband and the fact that she'd had a new baby and hadn't been on stage in a while because after you have a baby, there's a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. He says, well, I knew she was a lesbian because... Uh, so great stuff so far. <laughs> then this is who you're thinking of. Okay, okay. He looks at a different girl yeah. in the audience. He decides he wants to tell a joke about shopping at Aldi. Okay. Because uh, that fits the theme so far. Yeah. He says, you look like a cheap bitch. I bet you shop at Aldi. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Uh, it's not funny. <laughs> Did she look like a cheap bitch? No, uh, it was uh, my fiance at the time. You shouldn't say that to anyone, but especially yeah. not the booker's fiance. Uh, so at that point, I tell the MC, I'm like, look, I've been lighting everybody, but I can't fucking do this. You go, he's only been on stage for four of his 10 minutes at this point. I said, you go light him right now and bring up the feature. I'm going upstairs because I need to do a shot. Yeah, it looks like he just can't take a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so I go upstairs. got a couple of Aldi oh, shoppers man. right here. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> the tables have turned when a man is told they can't take a joke. Oh, hey. <laughs> I go upstairs. I do two shots. I walk into the bathroom and do a couple of key bumps. I come downstairs. <laughs> and it's been about six minutes at this point because I did them very rapid fire. I was very mad and I wanted to not feel feelings anymore. <laughs> I come downstairs, it's been about six minutes, and I see this guy just now coming off the stage. He's the only comic that did all of his time. He was, spo he was the only one that needed to come off early, and he's the only one that did all of his time. So then the feature goes up and has to dig out of that hole. Jeez. And the feature, uh, my buddy Clint, Clint Spar out of Fort Wayne, really, really funny comedy magician, which is not a thing that I normally say, <laughs> uh, but he's, he's very talented, really, really funny. He struggles for his entire set because of that awful hole that he dug. And I go on stage to give it up for Clint having to go after someone who just visibly got fired in front of all of you. <laughs> and then, like, at the end of it, I still had to fucking pay that guy yeah. because I'd committed to paying. Like, this dude 
just took a shit on every single box that you can check for having a bad set except for being a white dude saying the N-word. Like, he did everything except for that. And then I still had to fucking pay him. <laughs> Man. Um, Guys, if you shop at Aldi's, <laughs> I would say you are not a cheap bitch. You're smart. Yeah. I and mean, many thanks Aldi to, is uh, all organic. It's thanks all to the sponsor organic. of the Harder Drunk Podcast, Aldi. <laughs> did you just call us the Harder Drunk Podcast? <laughs> he because, sure he sure did. Hey, Aldi's. We're not that far from getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly We not. did a shot of Malort earlier. We're yeah, on the yeah, right track. The, the Malort. It, uh, I, I I'll definitely say uh, we got started a little bit later, and I feel like um, a little bit more drunker than I normally start. This is about where I start the after brunch pot. <laughs> you feel like you're drunk? I mean, not in a bad way at all. Okay. But like, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is definitely. I feel like where we start the the secondary podcast normally. <laughs> yeah, I I typically. Yeah, I'm blacked out right now. I don't even know. I don't even know. not going to I don't even know who's here. Um, I'm seeing cartoon figures dance. <laughs> Some are nude. Yes, thank you for asking. Um, but which I, ones? But which ones? It, all of them. Oh, okay. okay. Also, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for Allison's um, entry. Sp- spot on podcast voice. Like I feel <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like. Did you work for NPR at some point? No, I wish. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, you sound like you came from Serial. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. She listens to Here, a lot here's of murder the thing. She does sound I like a murder to podcast. Podcasts all the time. Murder podcast. Thank you. But my voice actually comes from in high school. I was your the, voice comes from high school. It does. It comes from high school. It comes from answering the phones for my high school. That okay. was that was my free period was answering the phones and then having jobs where I answered the phone a lot. So mm-hmm. then working for Holiday World. You have a Holiday World voice and you have your normal voice. Wait, wait, wait. What did you do for Holiday World? Oh, man. I was a lifeguard for Holiday World. <laughs> and I was a ride operator. So welcome to Rough Riders. For your safety, please follow the three one-way signs on the wall. Push that pound on the pedal for the duration of your ride. On your mark, get set, go. Thank you for riding Rough Riders. Have a holla-friendly day. Holla. A holla-friendly day. I would quit yeah. during training. Yeah. Here's the thing. I was a college kid and needed money. <laughs> Did I've you said that sentence did, before? Did you watch the documentary about the 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 what was it? What the was park? It? Yeah, the, the, the oh, yeah. action park. Action park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drunk. Class <laughs> action park. Class on, action park. I sure together. did. That, that one that syllable was, four letter word. That was right up my alley. I love that. I love that documentary. I watched that the uh, the whole time. I was just thinking it was like. I was like, that would have been when I was a little kid. I was like, man, I wish somebody would have taken right? me to that part. I'm jealous. I missed out on that. Yeah, I, li- I lived two states, too many states away, I feel like. To get- <laughs> hey, guys, you know, we are going for the running to get the best podcast uh, <laughs> in Indianapolis. Uh, you can vote. Um, you did tune in, and we just ended up talking about Hollywood World and not the food. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I do want to shout that out, though. Please go out and vote. Um, right yes. now, it's important. Like, if you are listening it to is. this right now, you enjoy it. We enjoy it. Yeah, we enjoy it because we hear you say that you enjoy it. Um, <laughs> so how do you vote? So how do you vote? You go. Um, we got a link in the bio. Go if ahead. You listen to this and go to our Instagram. Go to whatever. There's a link in the bio, and all you have to do is click on the go to the entertainment section. But if you vote in all categories, you can be entered to win 
$250. And who doesn't need $250? Well, I know it's the guest guest spot. I'm going to just do this right now. (laughs) I know it's not that cheap bitch that shops at all (laughs) these. Straight up. I have no shame. So here's a a question. Uh, There's a segment that I learned about uh, from listening to former episodes, and I I would like to tag in for the the shame, shame, know your name uh, segment. Shame. (laughs) Shame. Shame. No one's ever been requested the shame. 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 I I don't know what what you're saying there. Shame. Do I want to... Am I the shit? I am the shit. 30? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, do we want to take a quick break? Oh, my God. This is what in the the industry we call a teaser. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break because I don't know what... what, Who you wanted to shame or why you wanted to shame. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Dan West... And more shame. Outstanding. No, what? <laughs> that was just a little little fun beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. That's gonna make you move your feet. I'll give the barbecue show and tell you how to move. If you're five or eighty-two, this is something you can do. Pop it, lock it, polka dot it, country five and hip hop it. Is this it? Is this, is this, uh, <laughs> what the heck was that? <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to the Harder Bridge Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Dick Michaels. Shame. Are you shaming the uh, down throwdown? Because it's shame. appropriate. Now, Dan, before we left, right. you, you had a. And that you were going to accuse something. So I was very excited. I've been listening to back episodes because obviously, fantastic podcast. Make sure you vote for it. Uh, very good time. And I've been enjoying the new segment where we shame people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to shame uh, someone who is a very good friend. Shame. But he's, he's not absolved. From his guilt, he's obviously deserves to be shamed. Uh, Shame. Former guest Tyson Cox. Uh, Tyson. Tyson Cox. Accused Tyson. First and foremost, because I'm willing to bet he still has not subscribed to your Patreon. Oh. No, he has not. Shame. He has not. It is a goddamn shame. So go ahead. Let's get this. Let's get the shaming on the road. First and foremost, big shame to Tyson for not subscribing to Patreon after making fun of you for shaming someone for not subscribing to your Patreon. Like we, we got a whole big Ouroboros because that's a word that I learned recently <laughs> of shame. And secondly, I want to bring up the fact that he was talking about how much I specifically love White Snake. Oh. During that role playing game that we played together where you were racist against Murphy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. I'm a man who enjoys some White Snake, but I was playing a character in a game. Yeah. And if he thinks that I really love White Snake that much, that just means I did a good job getting a murderer <coughs> character. Yeah. So shame on you, Tyson. Shame. Shame on you, Tyson Cox. Shame. That has been an official shame, shame segment. Shame. Brought to you by Dan West. <laughs> I would order brunch on Patreon. Cousin of Kanye West. I would also <laughs> just, as a general blanket statement, I would like to shame anyone that's under 25. <laughs> Actually, anyone under 30, really. Shame. You can get a couple more. 
Anyone under 30 gets Anyone a shame. Anyone under 30 gets a shame. <laughs> and they know what they did. They know what they did. <laughs> <laughs> They're absolutely right. Outstanding. Well, oh my goodness. Um, so now here we are. Here we are. Is is uh did Harder Brunch turn out to be everything you thought it would be? I <laughs> You just said <laughs> I'm sorry, that question <laughs> That's like like getting home like with the kids after Disneyland, like <laughs> so did you like Disneyland? Because I paid a lot of money. <laughs> right, like, God, what if I said no? I was like, well, shit. I mean, I saw somebody got a sous vide steak a couple weeks obviously ago. Obviously, Thaddeus would play shame again. It's true. <laughs> I would. Uh, no. But no. Like, well, I mean, you know, somebody got a sous vide steak a while ago, and like, I mean, there was there was definitely some fries that were pretty amazing that I heard about. No, it, this the food was fantastic. Uh, company was delightful, as I knew it would be. Uh, with one um, minor exception. Ah! Uh, <laughs> uh, we also... <laughs> we, got, we got to watch Hook, and that was delightful. Yeah. So just across the board, this has been a wonderful experience. I am pretty sure I've drunk a bottle and a half of champagne on top of the beers and the shot of Malort, so I'm, I'm in a great mood. So like what we learned from watching Hook, sometimes it's good to grow up. <laughs> sometimes it's for the best yes yeah, it, sometimes you don't want to live in a never never land of not being old enough is that what you're saying and, and he but, leaves because you can't hang out with children forever <laughs> but we've also learned don't grow up too much or you make a really <laughs> shitty youtube video short about rufio that don't you talk about everyone. the voice actor of zuko like that i didn't say he wrote it i just said he acted badly in it and that's why he's a voice actor now shame <laughs> Somebody, somebody definitely came to him and was like, hey, we're going to do this. Are you ready? <laughs> exactly. It's going to change lives. It's going to change hearts and minds. I've got $1,500. Do you have an <laughs> afternoon? I wouldn't have been at all surprised if it was just like one large ad for like children's lit- literacy something because it was the he- Peter Pan book. And at the end, you just see like sponsored by Seattle Children's Library. By the Dolly Parton Imagination Library. No, she would have done better. Don't you say that about yeah. Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Parton is absolutely a saint, a uh, godmother of Miley Cyrus. She Dolly would have been Parton. a great Wendy. Yeah, she would. She would have been phenomenal. Yeah, she would have. That woman is the closest thing we've got to a saint in America, besides Betty White. Betty White is also wonderful, but Betty White didn't write Jolene. Um, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I I am admiring. Uh, your Danielle Fischel picture over there. That's wonderful. So, thank you for noticing that. Yeah. Um, you, you get points. There should be like a button when someone like recognizes. That was the wrong button. Yeah, that's good. There we go. I mean, she needs that recognition. So No, she doesn't. She's had no. enough recognition with her husband. Yeah, lately. her husband's hey. apparently a real piece of shit. So... Kind of speaking to that, like the, the reason the photo was up there was because there was the whole like um, shrimp, yeah, the shrimp, shrimp cinnamon toast crunch, shrimp in the, in the cinnamon toast crunch mm-hmm. thing, and so there was like, oh, cause like okay, and I was like, you know, it'd be really funny if um, I did uh, shrimp dipped in cinnamon toast crunch oh for harder brunch. That's amazing. <laughs> and so I printed the photo off. I put it on the wall, and then I was getting ready to 
do a whole bit about it. And then I waited like a day. And then it, then it happened. And then and then I realized that uh, apparently her husband was a terrible piece of shit. I think that and happened to all of us. Like we were all enraptured by shrimp. Yeah. Shrimpgate 20. Was it 2020? It was, it was 2021. This year. Yeah. It was this oh, year. Was this year? But to yeah, be fair, was, we needed that. You yeah, know. it was Shrimpgate 2021. We all needed it. We yeah. were all sitting there refreshing our Twitter feeds right. over and over and over again. And then all of us thought... Oh, we all love Topanga. Let let's see what else this guy talks about, and then the it whole all bit, went to hell. The whole bit was going to be called Topanga Shrimp. Oh, no. I was very excited about it. I'm still excited. I am, I'm still excited. About it. I feel like if you made Topanga Shrimp right now, it'd be a hot seller. It would. And but then, I am sorry and for and your then, loss. And then I realized the whole. <laughs> terrible backstory of the actual deal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it was like yeah i don't want to test and that at all I wasn't, don't wanna it, be- wasn't it amazing how it was like the most talked about thing on the internet everybody yeah. knew about it and within 24 hours everyone was silent and the best way to distance yourself from it is by hanging out with people too young to know who to hang yes. <laughs> yeah that's how i start every conversation like you remember uh sean i don't know oh, what sean was so i good. don't know hook or topanga <laughs> or shit i'm like <laughs> That's right, Here's girl. You don't know, know nothing. Remember nine eleven? Yeah, I learned about it in high school. <laughs> does, does she know Dawson and his his really bad crying face? That's that's the most important question. Only only Wait. as a meme. I'm willing to bet only at, most Wait a of the second. stuff. Dawson's Creek, uh, the Vanderbeek crying. Did you guys Vanderbeek? all watch Dawson's Creek? I did. Yeah, I watched it as a grown up because mm-hmm. I don't want to wait for your girls to be over. I want to know right oh, now. Oh, you know the whole song. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I I am not ashamed to say I've watched that on Netflix. I feel like it's Allison's done times. some extra credit on a lot of this stuff. <laughs> I just have a lot of free time on my hands. She gets to work from home. <laughs> Which, in some cases, is a real blessing because you get to watch shows, you get to listen to your podcast, and in some cases, it's then your living room is your office, and so it kind of kind of sucks because you're you, never. You know not what at she's work. never done to me? She never went. I'm 22. I don't understand <laughs> where we're at right now. And I'm like, I had to jump out of a window. <laughs> we're on the first floor. The window jump would not be very effective. Have you ever talked to someone so young that you have to jump out of a window? <laughs> No, but I've talked to someone I'm, that was so old I've had to jump out of the window. So. I'm right here. Hey. His name is Dan West, you monster. Connie's cousin. How did you guys meet? So Sexually. We, we met oh, when wow. she was dating Uh-oh. a different comic. That's true. Uh-oh. Uh, Hashtag funnier. Hashtag not funnier. (laughs) Oh, wow. We're going there. Here's the thing. Hashtag barely a comic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say. Like, let's leave Tyson Cox out of this. Uh, I'm not going to say anything negative about this person. (laughs) I will say that he doesn't work at it very hard. So he's not improving at the rate that he thinks he should. Mm. But it's because he doesn't work very hard. Yeah. He had some good jokes. That's what she said. That is. That is. An accurate but also we met thing. we met at the uh, church of cannabis yeah oh. we met at the church of cannabis at one of the i was gonna say how shows. do you how do you get swooned by a second comic 
Um, I texted her because uh, one of her grandparents had passed away. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was really sorry to hear about that. Oh, right. And uh, that I was there if she needed someone to talk to. Yeah, but that was uh, three years before we actually started dating. So. That's true. Uh. <laughs> no, we met, we met at the Church of Cannabis at one of those comedy shows. And then um, afterwards, the comedian that I was dating was Straight Edge. So real great when you're a drinker and we wanted not. to go to a bar. We wanted to go to a bar and we ended up at Denny's, and uh, <laughs> the entire car ride whoa, home. Whoa, whoa, wait, so you, our person likes to drink. You, yeah, and you're dating it. a straight edge comic. Mm-hmm. It was a choice. Let me tell you. Okay, <laughs> it was a choice. I, um, let's see. Uh, I wasn't 24, but I was young enough. Let's just uh, we'll uh, we'll say that uh, I was yeah. young enough. Um, and so we. We wanted to go to a bar, but said person was straight edge and suggested Denny's. So we ended up at Denny's and uh, my entire four hour car ride back to Evansville consisted of him being mad at me because I talked to the other comedian about Harry Potter. Yeah, we talked about Harry Potter and <laughs> Teen Titans and we hit it off. Yeah. Yeah. They were mad about that. Gotcha. And then uh, just over over the years, we talked more. We got closer. And then, uh, yeah, just like it kind of kind of turned into something uh, and like now I, I tricked her into moving to Kokomo because I'm a bad person <laughs> yeah I can tell you everyone's real po- proud of me for having a type which is comedians so ex-Mormon <laughs> comedians ex-Mormon comedians yeah yeah that's a real specific type yep. yeah I, I, I used to be a Mormon uh, and it turns out uh, they excommunicated me because the Mormons aren't down with drinking, smoking, tattoos, drugs, and premarital sex, which is like everything that I like. Are you in the outer darkness? I, <laughs> I am. Well, not yet, but like when I die, that's a hundred percent where I'm uh, going. Uh, I don't know much about Mormonism, but I know that like if you're a real piece of shit Mormon. That you hang out in the oh yeah the outer, the outer darkness, darkness is reserved for people who have faith but renounce it oh like you you believe in god yeah and then still don't do the right thing which is which it sounds like you yeah 100 it's like people who say the f word at the crackers open mic you knew you you shouldn't do it and then you did it i'm sorry sorry about that and then so so the and then also you steal this you still this they, they had been broken up for quite a while. We had. We how long? We had been broken up. Whoa, wait, how for long? Two weeks. No, no, probably almost. Hours. Probably almost a year, if okay. not more. We had been broken up. But did you know the first time that you talked to him that he was? No, no, I was. Legit I was one of those. The DMs. I was one of those fools that thought it was going to work out with the person I was dating, but that uh. person wasn't really that into me so uh, yeah so did you, did, but did you know what at what point did you realize that dan was a creep right. <laughs> well right. probably when he messaged me about my grandma dying i was oh. like oh this creep right here now to be fair the grandma message <laughs> hey, was legitimately, sorry grandma's dead but i want to make something else <laughs> the, the grandma message was legitimately just trying to be nice now if no. something <laughs> if something came of it cool but that wasn't <laughs> Like, yeah, see, it, see that little. Like, yeah, I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't against starting other conversations, but that specifically was just. 
hey, we don't know each other that well, but I did see this terrible thing happen to you and your family, and I am sorry to hear you that. You sent that text me- message like Congress sends bills. They, like, add a little extra. And also, like, maybe sex later. Yeah, after yeah, hey, I'm really, a, really sorry to hear about your family, and here's some pork barrel. You want there's a bone? A, there's, <laughs> a little bit, there's a little bit of pork slit in here. <laughs> now, if you want to ask me when I knew, if I, if I want to be... I want to be honest. I'm very concerned for where this when, is going. When I knew yeah, yeah, please was be honest. when he made a really passive aggressive cake for another comedian who was being real dumb. The, the comedian I was dating was being real edgelord on Facebook while we were dating about this girl he had dated getting a boyfriend. And he was kind of freaking out about it online. Well, that's talking not about, entirely accurate. What he was saying was, I've... It's the anniversary of when me and this girl from before, right. the one that got away, it's the anniversary of when we broke up, okay. and I haven't even spent all day crying about it, so where's my cake? So I went to Kroger, and I bought a cake. And that's when I knew, I was like, this guy, he can he can buy cake, which is one of my favorite things, <laughs> and he can be an asshole. That's my type right there. I, I'm, I am all in. I bought a cake, and I had them write... Quit being lame on it. Oh, shit. And then I took a picture, and I posted it on his Facebook wall, and then I ate that cake myself. <laughs> wow. It was, a, it, was a, it was a real turning point in my life. A true cake eater. Yep. Don't you call me Adam Banks. Hey. Ducks fly together. <laughs> <laughs> now, if, I, if I'm ever allowed back here, it should be a hockey-themed episode, and we can just watch all three Mighty Ducks films. We did that over the quarantine. Me and my buddy, we just went back to back to back mm-hmm. the whole nice. day. Made some food. Okay, brownies. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like, you know, like, this is what I want to do before I die. And, like, yeah. It was, it was we, we did that, too, with a drinking game. Like, we drinking gamed all three of them. Did we do quarantine. that? We, we yeah. also watched all three Descendants movies and all three High School musicals. And then all the Screams. We like drinking games. We watched what all four Scream movies only a couple weeks ago, and... The first two are solid films. Yeah. The third is okay, and the fourth takes it back to being a pretty decent movie. And there's another one supposed to come out not too long from now. Yeah. So what Dan's saying is he likes to drink. Yeah. Drinking was not a game during the pandemic. (laughs) No, I think think drinking was a game during the pandemic. (laughs) And I won. (laughs) It was a lot of people's coping mechanisms. That's That's for sure. Yeah. So so when did you guys meet? We met probably, like the first time we met would have been five years ago. Yeah, getting no. five years ago probably. Yeah, probably, probably five years ago. Because it was when they were still doing the shows at the Church of Cannabis. Okay. Uh, and I don't know how long they did them. I did a few of them, and they were... I mean, you don't seem weird. like a cannabis weirdo. No, I'm not in like. <laughs> so I was just, I was just trying to be the supportive comedian's partner at that point. Ooh. I know it's, it's, it's a Ooh. tough, it's a tough role to play. Let me yeah. tell you. But yeah, he was like, "Oh, I've got a show up in Indy. Like, you want to go with me up to Indy? We're gonna drive back that night." I'm like, "You want to drive I'm two like, and a half hours I'm like, to a drive?" No, 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 four hours. Okay. That Oof. was that was so I was like eight hours in a car. Let's let's do this thing. So and like, then he goes. By the way, it's at the Church of Cannabis. I go the Church of what? It's not even legal here. It was it was an interesting time. Let me tell you. That's crazy. Like my, my question is being a like a girlfriend of a comedian. Like, did you look up to other girlfriends that? <laughs> 
Um, that's, assuming, that's assuming I've met other girlfriends of comedians. Oh. Oh, Jim Gaffigan's <laughs> wife, man. That's what I'm aiming for. I, there's, there's not. I've discovered very quickly. There's not a lot of the a lot of girlfriends that come out to the comedy shows all that often. There's Probably because they've become dis like they're like you can just go do your own thing. Now. Yeah, they, they do tend to quit yeah. going to shows faster yeah. than you have. But no, like it's it's interesting to see other people because like. No offense to comedy or anything. I love it. Obviously, I go I <laughs> go to shows. But uh, there, how dare he? Com- it, it tends to be mostly comedians and inside baseball and everything. So when you get um, someone who's dating a comedian or a friend with a comedian that's just like super supportive of comedy, it's kind of nice to see that because most of the people I meet are comedians themselves. So and when, it is kind of cool when girlfriends show up to open mics. They're they tend to be one of like four people in the audience. So then every comedian tells their jokes directly to that person. Yeah, that's fun. And that that's drives fun. them away very quickly. <laughs> I don't know. I've kind of come, become a little bit of a snob now going to all the shows because I hear like a little bit. Yeah, a big snob of like because I've heard everybody's set. So I'm like, oh, I know what's coming next. They're going to like this part or like, mm, let's see if it pays off this time or they're going to choke as bad as they did the last time. Wow. So you look at it from a different perspective. Like I've heard this joke. Uh-huh. Times. But yeah, let's see how it plays let's out because like it sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So like, let me get the popcorn and see how it goes. What's awkward is when a comic tries to do crowd work with her, especially when it's like Tyson has tried <laughs> to do crowd work with her like four times. Shame. Yeah, he, and he Shame. knows her and she she plays along, but Shame. it's still like, why would you try to do crowd work with someone who's seen you this many times? Yeah. Like at the dog show, two or three times he's done crowd work, and she'll look around to see if he's talking to somebody else. But no, it's always directly to her, and sometimes he'll even say her name. Now no. I just now I just look at it as like a compliment, like oh I'm his lifeline right now. <laughs> oh, that's, that's real. That's probably real. I, I'll second that. I mean, I don't. I mean, as someone who is not a comedian, it's it's fun going to comedy events and seeing like the same people over and over are new people and like I know that sounds sarcastic and like I'm an asshole seeing the same people over and over doing the same thing but like it actually is really nice to see comedians because you get to see their growth in a way that a lot of other people don't get to see their growth yeah like we'll we'll talk about Tyson specifically and even Dan like I've gotten to see now probably a year and a half worth of their of their comedy and I've got to see how it's grown and evolved and they've taken the hits on things that don't work and, and make them work better and like that's always super cool because it's like okay, what jokes are they going to do tonight? Are they going to work? Are they not going to work? Let's see how they bring a crowd back, things like that. And then of course you get to meet just cool comedians that are in town from kind of all over as well. So it, it's a fun scene. I know a lot of people talk about the comedy scene like it's a it's a rough scene because everybody's kind of cutthroat competing with everybody. But it's also it's also really cool to see everybody kind of come together and 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 work with each other on things. Hey.